You're listening to the Opening Statements Podcast, brought to you by HyperChat Social, the podcast bringing you real lawyers and their real stories. I'm Laura. I'm Rebecca. I'm producer Evan. And this week, our guest is Victoria Olson, an associate attorney at Eraclides Gelman, who specializes in workers' compensation and is a graduate of Mercer University. And she is a new mama to be, and that baby is due any day now. Yes. And today, her most prestigious honor, she joins the Opening Statements Podcast. Court is now in session. Welcome to the show. I feel like I have to remind you guys that this is a law podcast, so maybe the baby stuff. I feel like there's practical legal <laughs> advice I'm needed. Just, for this, I'm just qualifying it, all right. <laughs> Thanks for reminding us. <laughs> well, yes, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We are very excited to have you. So get us started. Um, you're more of a recent graduate from law school, right? Indeed. Yeah. When did you graduate? I'm a champion COVID 2020 graduate. Hey. Oh, there you go. That's fantastic. So what made you get into the law arena? Hmm. I feel like my mom set it up from the beginning. Uh. In first or second grade, the my teacher at open house or whatever, she asked, describe your child in one sentence. Ooh. And my mom, like without hesitation, was like, Victoria will either be a famous lawyer or a famous actress typecast as a lawyer, or <laughs> she will be a practicing attorney doing community theater on the side. Okay. I knew um, you had theater kid energy. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it makes we the job a little easier. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and sadly, I'm not a famous actress. Uh, not yet. There's yes. still time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's, There's still time. time. Um, but yeah, I, I think she set it up from the beginning, and it was just kind of history from there. Wow. That's awesome. I don't have any lawyers in my family, though, so I don't know where she got that from. Does she think you're, like, um, argumentative, argumentative? Argumentative. Annoying? Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> it's called mom. Yeah. <laughs> That might be true. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about what you do? I feel like the, it's, especially at least with comp, it feels like a puzzle. Mm. So, I mean, I don't really like do Sudoku puzzles for fun. I know some people do. My grandma does. (laughs) Me. Yeah. Me and your grandma. She's also 85. (laughs) I'm not. But I also crochet in my free yeah. Time, so maybe I am. Those are fun. It's like a puzzle. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, how do you get to the solution and how do you help your client? Mm. Yeah. Um, and how do you do that efficiently? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You get satisfaction by reaching the end of Yeah. Goal. Yeah. You get to put all that work in and then there is this outcome. Mm-hmm. If you weren't made to do law and had it spoken over you as a child, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what would you be doing? Oh, I don't know. Um, I know there's lots of other options out there. There You've are. never considered them. <laughs> well, I considered a lot of them in undergrad. I'm sure maybe we'll talk about that. But mm-hmm. um, I I don't write um, like short stories. I'm not a writer mm-hmm. in my spare time. But I think it'd be really cool to be a novelist. What kind? Um, so <laughs> this is so lame. There is a movie called Something Borrowed. Yeah, it came okay. out like. Yeah, like a, a longish time ago. It's like a rom com. Yes, with like Kate Hudson, Jennifer Goodman. I was just talking about this movie. Uh, this is okay. so weird. They're the author. It's like a book series or books that come in series. She is. She was a practicing attorney. Oh, and then she like turned her life into like writing books, and now she like she lives in, here in Buckhead. Like what? she's a local really? person. Emily Giffen. Yeah. And I would love to, like, do that. <laughs> Write some <Yeah>. books, <laughs> sell the screenplay, whatever, right. and then... And then be out. Yeah, and, like, you know, bank on my trauma of, like, law school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, it's, it's got to pay for it somehow, right? Right. There's got to be a reason. Yeah. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, what was your first case like? Oh, um, okay. So I started out as a summer associate at my previous law firm. And I did general liability defense. So like transportation, trucking, rideshare, premises liability, negligent security. It was just kind of all over the place. Okay. And I don't remember what the first one was, even though it was like not that long ago. Um, but the one that sticks out to me was one of our rideshare cases where it was a sedan. Okay. And it was a mom and a dad and four kids in the back. Oh. And there were only five seatbelts in the car. Yeah. Well, that math is not quite right. It's not mathing. <laughs> not quite right. And I remember, I don't, I can't remember if there was any fatalities in that car accident, but there were really, like, there were some bad injuries. And it was our job as defense to defend the claim. And it felt like the drivers, like the rideshare, either company, but dri- yes. like that side of it. Gotcha. Um, and it was, it just struck me. I mean, I was really early on. I may not have even been barred yet. Um but the, my role was to research, like, how do we point it back on the parents for putting four people in, or four kids in the back seat when you can only put three? I mean, yeah. that is their choice at the end of the day, right? Yeah, but, like, it, I mean, it's right. It, yeah. it, like, morally, yes, this is what it's for. Right. But you also, it is hard to be like, that's on you guys, y'all. Right. Yeah. Or at least, it's, you know, it's not all on, you know. So yeah. it was, it was very mean, challenging. I've had drivers, because I've tried to do the same, not with my kids, but, like, with adults um oh. <laughs> and they refused to let us in the car because i was like but someone can just like lay across right no. we put someone in a trunk one time in, in, in an, an uber, uber. Right. how many times we have done that well to be clear it was the car the the rideshare vehicle and this car collided so oh. it wasn't like 25 yeah. people got into the rideshare car um, it oh, was the, the rideshare collided mm. with the family with too many people oh. in the vehicle yes. i it's a little bit different. It's a little different. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I don't know. Whose fault was the actual accident itself, let alone? I have I really don't remember. I feel like there was a third party, like, hit and run driver, which then mm. made it even more complicated to try to, you know, oh, everybody's weird. pointing yeah. fingers at each yeah. other. It's like it was everyone's fault. It was the deer crossing the road. Right. Mm. You know, the, the Bambi yeah. mayhem or whatever it, we talked no, about a couple. I got run back. off the road uh, by a truck, like a big 16-wheeler, and I couldn't do – there was nothing I could do. I totaled my car, and mm. it was just like – Wow. Sorry, bro. You Not know, like, like break or anything? Like, no, I mean, all right, I, bra- I broke. It was, it was, no, I, Did like, you contribute? There wasn't like somebody to blame or anything because I was just trying to get out of this dude's way. I didn't like catch a license plate. There wasn't any like camera footage or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get like a ticket or anything, but like there was nothing I could do to be like. Guys, Someone else paid These guys this. screwed up my car. Yeah. 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 That's why we have insurance. Yep. And then that I drove a minivan is. for the next three years. <laughs> The brother's minivan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so liability is different, obviously, than workers' comp. So what made you get into like, pivot a little bit? Yeah. Um, when I was a summer associate, the firm that I was at, it was kind of their bread and butter was either workers' comp defense or general liability defense. Okay. And so it was kind of a toss-up of where I was going to get placed when I came back after the bar. Mm-hmm. And everyone I talked to in comp um, during my summer, because I just kind of treated it like a 10-week interview, like yeah. mutually. Mm-hmm. And I asked everyone, I was like, you know, do you like doing comp? And the responses were pretty polarizing. They said either you'll do it for a year or two and you'll hate it or you'll love it. I'm like, okay, these are great odds. (laughs) Either you like want to leave, right? You'll know like (laughs) immediately. Um, And I mean, to be candid, there were plenty of people that were significantly older than me who had been doing comp like their whole careers. 
and they seem to be happy happy or doing fine or both um and so it didn't seem that bad even though people were maybe not as happy doing it i don't know it's not for everybody um but i wanted to try it out for myself to see am i one of those people that will do it for a year and be like oh my gosh this was a mistake or run with it and so far i really like it is this where you've been the whole time? I know you said your previous firm was the liability. Was that after? Yes. School? So I started with Ericlides, uh Thanksgiving of 2021. Okay. So, so I almost said last past year. A year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. yeah. And you still like it. So yeah. We'll, we'll I, check I feel in like it's a, a good year sign. A good <laughs> sign. <laughs> yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> so what are like, some of the most interesting aspects of it that you really like to dig your hands into? So comp appealed to me because it's all statutory. There's no, I mean, you can eventually get to like a jury trial and all of that, but with general liability and I think what people think of like car accidents to cases and stuff, Mm -hmm. there's a jury, there's like a 95 year old lady and there's like emotions and those are fine in real life. Um, But with comp, it's, there's, it's all kind of prescribed by the statute. There's no pain and sufferings. There's no like, you know, like a jury beauty pageant kind of <laughs> things that you have to think about. Um, and so that really appealed to me because I have a, a bit of a math science background. So making it more analytical instead of so, so, so subjective. Yeah. I was like, let's see if I can really figure that out. Yeah. Okay. What would you say have been some of the biggest shocks, like adjusting to, you know, real life kind of practicing compared to law school? Uh, Law school. um, I don't know. I I felt like everything I had ever done in my life to get to law school got me there. So when you get there, you're like, oh, my gosh. Now what? (laughs) Now what? Um. And so that's almost a similarity. Like now that I'm practicing, I'm like, wait, now, wait, what are my goals? I thought law school was it or the LSAT or the bar. And um, so I think the differences are I don't have Christmas breaks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is really sad. Yeah. I don't it have like a month any off better. anymore. You, just you all could of a sudden... go be a teacher and you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a Christmas or summer breaks off no. anymore. Um, I don't have like four hours of spare time throughout the day in between class mm-hmm. to go to take a nap or study or whatever, <laughs> whatever study you think. Short, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like you only realize like once you're in the adult real world, when those breaks are is mm-hmm. when traffic eases up. And yes. you're like, what happened to all the traffic? And you're like, yes. oh, everyone uh, else is having a great right. time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're now it's having fun. Break. What right. you need to do because your kid still has those breaks and you're like, oh, what do we do yeah, with them? Because we have part. to work. Right. Yes. Yeah. bring our them to the office. office. Yeah. We bring them to the office and they just like play and color all over our glass walls and doors and yeah you know okay whatever keeps them quiet <laughs> yeah yeah I do not mind you know? yeah you're crawling underneath the desk are you quietly qual- crawling yeah it's good cool. right we're here for it i don't mind okay uh when you're looking at because we've had a lot of you know people who have founded their own firm but when you're looking to go work for a firm what are some of the things that you're like oh that's like a green flag for me like is there something that you look for in particular um so starting out i I guess I would say I'm hyper aware that I am a young female attorney mm-hmm. and there's obviously some great perks that come with that. Yeah. Um, and there are some things that just to be aware about that they're not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what type of mentorship, if any, um, does the firm itself offer? Mm-hmm. What type of men or women um, partners or associates are there to be able to help you? 
um, are they aware that they need to help you? Because when you come out of law school, like there's no clinical, like all my friends in med school or pharmacy school, they actually have real life knowledge and Mm -hmm. practical experiences to get them to be practice ready. Mm -hmm. Um, We just don't have that in law school. There's not, there's some curriculum for it. um, But I treated law school like a three year prep course for the bar because you have to have a license yeah, <laughs> to yeah, practice. So I hear. Yeah, it's kind of a, a small thing. So um, knowing that there are people there that want and are willing and able to help you, um, I think is the, one of the most important things for me. Um, and so far, both my firms have been able to do that. That's awesome. On the flip side, like, are there any red flags that you look out for? Good question. Um, to piggyback to stole. If, yeah, it's basically, good. it's the inverse answer of that. You know, yeah. Are there people that... Um, you know, is the firm maybe too busy? Are there not enough people? Um, are there people that are like me in a similar stage of life? Um, are there any alumni? I mean, that's always like the easiest way to build a connection. Sure. Mm. Um, like if you had the same professor, you can complain about him or her yeah. <laughs> or, you know, sing their praises depending on. People. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a great equalizer. Yeah. yeah. Just building a connection. Um, and if that is not there with anyone, that may be difficult to like work with them for 10 hours a day every day so yeah yeah how would you feel out if they're too busy and understaffed i would say like isn't everybody That's busy and overstaffed yeah. Like, well yeah like them more so <laughs> um what really attracted me to my first firm um because we did these things called ocis they're called on-campus interviews in okay. law school so the firms will come and recruit at the different law schools around and usually those firms that are like actively recruiting, they have a very like beefed up summer program. They have mentors. They have um, speaking specifically for my previous firm. They're they're ready to accept people that need help, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. and need yeah. a lot of guidance. Um, and so, if a firm maybe doesn't have something as like buttoned up of a program, or uh, maybe they don't have any like really young associates. Um, or young in practice, I should say, then it's kind of like, oh, I might be on my own island here for a while, which some people welcome the challenge. Yeah. Some people don't. (laughs) Depends. That's fair. Very fair. Um, So obviously you can't be an experienced lawyer without picking up a few interesting cases along the way. And here at our opening statements podcast, we want to break those wide open. That's right. Let's get right into it. What would you say is the most interesting case um or cases really that you've um worked on so far um so i already said about the ride share mm-hmm. with the four kids in the back mm-hmm. um i have no idea how that turned out um can i ask a quick question about yes. about the ride share thing uh obviously it's a fairly new thing right mm-hmm. not the taxis haven't been around forever but i feel like the ride share uh, bubble is mm-hmm. here do you find that laws around it are like pretty constantly changing so at least in georgia um the last time i checked which was middle of 2021 sure, um, sure. <laughs> there are really not a lot of laws out there right, right. about technology network companies um there's there's not a lot of legislation rules and regs about how they work here in georgia um california florida there are more yeah um so it's not necessarily that they're changing it's just that there's really not a whole lot out there mm. which makes it challenging and more um, like in the wild, wild west then, wicked, right? Wicked. When you're arguing different right. things, because there's there's not a lot of precedent. You're kind of yeah. figuring it right. out, right? Yeah. Right. What are some old laws that maybe apply here? Right. right. Is it you like that kind of situation? Because yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I um, right out of college, I worked for a uh, like a cell tower allocation company. 
and they worked with like Verizon or whatever. And we'd have to call like local governments and be like, hey, what are your rules on cell towers? And most of the time they'd be like, we don't know. <laughs> we'd, I don't know. Right. Yeah. And that feels even way like much less recent than like ride shares. Right. Because mm-hmm. people have been having cell phones for, for a while. A long time now. Yeah. yeah. Right. The Florida stuff helps because we're in the 11th Circuit, so to the extent it gets all the way up to federal court, then there's at least something we can kind of hang our hat on. But Mm -hmm. stuff out in California, it's a little less applicable to those here in Georgia. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so let's go through some of the interesting cases you've had. Have you had, like, any, like, ones that make your eyeballs just, like, pop out your head in workers' comp? Yeah, like... Oh, I mean, I remember that one with the with the garage door, and it turned out to be like a faulty screw. Yeah, I, it, I don't know if it was work, workers' comp. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember that? Like, yeah. like lost a finger. That's quite crazy. Yes. So I'm actually working on a trial brief um, this afternoon when I get home. Ooh. On uh, my partner went to trial, and I get to write the brief. Um, and it was honestly one of the most like hilarious things I've ever read. Um, I guess without giving too much away, I don't really know what I'm allowed to say or not. But This isn't um, coming out for months. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's over by then. Yeah. Basically, the claimant um, originally had an attorney. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, he does not have an attorney anymore. Whether okay. they withdrew or he fired them, who knows. And so he represented himself, took himself all the way to trial. Oh, Hell God. yeah. Bless him. Bold. That happens a lot in comp. Because um, really? we start really? with... Um, the administrative law judge, mm-hmm. and then should we should that get appealed? It goes to the appellate division, okay. and then if it gets appealed from there, then we go to like state or superior court mm-hmm. with like a jury and like mm-hmm. all and that, all the and then court of appeals, Georgia Supreme Court, Georgia. So there's a there's a couple stop gaps, um, and with the ALJ, it's just the judge, me or the defense counsel, and then the usually the claimant has counsel, and then the yes. claimant, um, and any witnesses and things like that. So it's a little. Um, I wouldn't say casual, more casual than like a jury trial, but maybe someone that's representing themselves thinks, oh, that's that's easier somehow. And this guy represented himself, went all the way to trial and could not pinpoint the date that he got hurt. Oh. Kept saying like all these different dates, like uh, the third week in May, May 1st, May 21st, May 14th, May 16th. And it's just all over the record. And we're like, could you just pick one? Yeah, just yeah, like pick just, one. Just pick yeah. one. You do it. Just pick one right now. You Let's know, just rock with it. We had his time cards just to say, like, okay, we're even at work that day. Like, we're please help us figure this out. Yeah, help us help you. Right. Um, and he just kept burying himself, and it was really, really oh. exciting oh to read. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like cringing it as you're reading. Yes, Dude. and I, I'm like oh. highlighting it, putting like smiley faces or like WTF. Like, yeah. What is this guy doing? Um. And so I think my partner gets a kick out of me getting a kick out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it makes this, you know, makes brief writing a little bit more exciting. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, like he's still going to continue representing himself. Yeah. Um, do we? The briefs are due Friday. Okay. Um, and so I can't remember how long the judge has to rule. I think it's either 30 or 60 days, and then hopefully. They rule in our favor, and then this case goes away. Okay. <laughs> then I've got some questions because I'm not a lawyer, and I've never been to a courtroom before for anything like this. So questions about, like, that whole process. So, like, obviously you went to court, and this person was all over the map. <laughs> you write a brief, but the judge is there the mm-hmm. entire time. So mm-hmm. you each side writes a brief. That's 
Typically, yes. Some people, I know. And that goes to the oven. Oh, yeah. 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 That's amazing. <laughs> like, for, I think of. Uh, it's going to be like fun. handwritten in pencil. I have no idea what to expect. So it's like a synopsis of what happened. Yeah, basically a recap to the judge to be like, hey, but the remember judge was this. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he can't make a decision on what he heard in that moment. Uh, we're uh, in a way we're just it's kind of like a closing argument in okay, a brief okay. I see reminding hey this is what happened he had here's no idea our reasons he why hurt. we should win yeah. right <laughs> and then do you you go back do you say anything or the judge is just like this we is what this is it yep we submit it we wait on them to make an order and hopefully you know everything works out <laughs> well I mean it sounds like it just might yeah yeah <laughs> I sincerely hope so yeah what was his pattern. claim um I think he's alleging that he got hit by a forklift, but mm. all of his medical records say he hurt his back at home. Uh, does he own a forklift at home? Uh, Everyone does, Evan. I got one, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think he has a forklift at home. Mm. Um, so he's just a little all over the place. Yeah. Wow. Happens to the best of us, though, you know? Yeah. We yeah. all forget details. Like, Who among I'm us sure hasn't he's been? just, like, swinging for something, you know? Yeah. Like, Happened to see this clause in my employee handbook, and now I'm like, hey, you know, maybe this will help offload Somehow injured by a forklift. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what right. is he hoping to get out of it? Like, what's normally the outcome? Like, should he win? Like, is a it just payment, right? a payment from the company? Or, like, works medical bills else? covered? Or, like, yeah, what is yes. it? So um, if your injury is compensable at your job, you are entitled to indemnity benefits, which is lost wages and medical. Mm. Um, and it's usually, you know, one or both of those buckets. Gotcha. So, is that now? Does that uh, change based on the, like the the amount of labor in a job? So, like, say somebody is like a, a forklift driver or a construction worker or something. Do, do, does their workers' comp change if compared to like an office worker? Right. So, say like an office worker, like I don't know, uh, goes blind or has eye strain because they're staring mm. at a computer screen all day or something like that. Is it different? Um, like what they might be entitled to, or sure, yeah, or just even how you would handle the case. Um. I think the you handle the case, I guess, differently depending on the the facts that mm-hmm. you know um, and the client. How they, you know, all we all we do, all we do is advise our clients. Mm-hmm. We direct them mm-hmm. to the best way that we know how, and it's up to them to make their decisions. Yeah, because again, you're interpreting the law for them, right? You know, so you're saying, hey, this is what you have. Here's what the law stipulates. Right. Here's what we recommend you. And no push. one wants to be like told what to do. Um, and they're, they're the one, you know, the employer, the insurer, they're the one making the decision. They're the one with money on the table. So mm-hmm. all we can do is tell them the best way forward. Yeah. Um, but I think just the, the type of injury, uh, that has presented itself may, may cause a difference with the way we do things, yeah. but it doesn't make a difference with what they might be entitled to mm-hmm. if, oh, it, if the injury is compensable. Mm. Gotcha. Do you mostly work with, um, the, the employer, um, the employer and or the insurance okay, company. Okay. Usually the um, – I don't have direct client contact yet, which is great because I still have a lot to learn. Um, but usually the client is the adjuster for the insurance company. But sometimes the employer is also very, very involved. Sometimes they have more of a hands-off approach. Okay. Um just depends. Yeah. Does that sometimes depend on like the size of the company too? The size of the company. Sometimes the employers get involved because they think the claimant is being uh, not very truthful. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. And so sometimes Bob's they feel not very strongly. Away with this, this right. Year. <laughs> they <laughs> they like again. want you to be like 
like do not give them anything. We're like, okay, well, this is what this we're doing or not law. doing. Yeah. yeah. So um, it just depends. Depends mm-hmm. on the case. Depends on the client. Mm. Okay. Um, so obviously you're still new. You mentioned not having the client contact. I do want to ask you questions about this new chapter you're walking into in your life. I know it's a legal podcast, but we we educate a lot of young aspiring attorneys, I hope anyway, on this podcast. And mm-hmm. being a woman, I mean, we don't interview very many, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for whatever reason that might be. There's, I don't think there's like a huge, huge number yet, but I mean, there is, but whatever. We can clip this out. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I want to ask like, what is your plan? And no one's ever prepared for yeah. babies, but like, how are you planning on like managing it all? Um, I used to be, and by used to, I mean like 34 weeks ago, <laughs> I used to be the researcher of all things Mm -hmm. and to-do list of all things and my boss makes fun of me because i color coordinate my calendar so like depositions are green hearings are red Mm -hmm. yeah we're color coordinated um my closet is also organized by color um oh wow little yeah a little ocd with things like that and i've just had to realize i you have to take it day by day Mm -hmm. yeah um trying to make a plan for i mean even our daycare things are kind of up in the air right now and how do we figure that out um, I obviously don't have a kid quite yet that's needing me on the outside, but I hear, and from my personal experience from being a child, every day is very different yes. and all you can do is your best. We're all winging it. I think, I, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's really like adulthood in a nutshell is everybody is just trying to figure it out on their own. Isn't that like so funny as you become an adult and you think back to like when you were not an adult and you think about people our age and you yeah. thought they were so well put together. Like I think about those my, lying my sons mom, of bitches. I think about like my parents all the time and I'm like I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Right. And I remember thinking my parents were like I love you mommy. Old like crust buckets you know who just like had life planned out <laughs> were so whatever. So intelligent. So wise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I call my mom for advice now with my kids and she's like I don't know. My mom right. I'm like, what do you mean me? you don't know? Like, you raised two kids. Right. Like, yeah, but you guys were perfect. That's what she says. <laughs> but I'm surely we weren't. My so mom, like, like, evil laughs the opposite. She's, she's like, I've like, been waiting for this moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> no advice. I know. No advice. <laughs> my, my grandpa was like, your baby girl's going to be just like you. I'm like, that is not a compliment. Exactly. Like, the way you said it. <laughs> yes. You're Thanks, like, I grandpa. know it sounds like a compliment to anyone else in the, like, peripherals, mm-hmm. but we know. Right. We know. We know what you're saying. Because, so. yes, my mother wished that upon me, and I was granted that three <laughs> times over. Yes. So I'm so. curious to see how it will go, honestly. Um, I mean, I saying I'm going to wing it is so unlike me. But um, but you are. What I, else you got, right? It's, I, I, can't, I can't get in the weeds, or else I will spin out of control. Yeah. Like, yeah. my doctor's like, oh, do you, like, have a, you know, birth plan for this? Or do you have an idea about that? I'm like, I haven't done any research. Like, I'm embarrassed to say I'm on TikTok a lot for it, which is not a reliable resource. But (laughs) I told my doctor that, and she's like, please get off TikTok for, like, For your advice. Yeah. Yeah. He just knows me so well. Right. The algorithm algorithm. is really (laughs) tailored. (laughs) Very spot on. I did not have a birth plan with any of my kids. I didn't either. They were fine. Really? I know. Is that? that? I remember my doctor asking, like, what my birth plan was. I was like, have it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, drugs. Go home after? Yeah. Yeah. Drugs have the baby feel great. Right. I had no birth plan. 
I guess that to me that feels like the birth plan. Like we go to right. Well, right. Place. I thought plan so to get too. Birth. Right. But no, there's like a lot of follow up questions. We oh. won't get into it because it's not that podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Look, you guys can do that podcast. <laughs> yeah, but but this is not it. We're not being it, no. put in our lane. <laughs> <laughs> we were very. <laughs> we were edged off the road like Evan was. <laughs> by the, it's no the one's fault. We don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. He just eighteen wheeler does. <laughs> Put the brakes on. Okay. Um. I did break. It just it doesn't matter. No. Let's <laughs> oh, see if my lawyer from that case is available. Yeah, yeah, sure. Good guy. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So here at Opening Statements, we not only value the stories, which we've had some fun ones, but we also <laughs> value the lessons. Uh, we try to, as Rebecca mentioned, foster a good learning environment for our loyal fans who – we hope are, you know, just like you, other attorneys, no matter what kind of stage they are yeah. in their There's practice. lessons to be learned from mm-hmm. everybody. Yes. And chuckles to be given. <laughs> Absolutely. So what would you say – I had my question on the tip of my tongue. Um, what would you say is maybe like the hardest part about transitioning from law school into actually – because you – like you said, there is no practice that mm-hmm. you get, which we have heard from other people. So – what is the hardest thing about You're, what you, were you like, do now? I was not expecting it to be this way. I thought it was yeah. mahogany, yeah. <laughs> you know, desk and right? you know, books right. and sophisticated people and right. white powdered wigs, right? And, yeah. yeah, exactly like suits, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I think it's it's the answer is twofold for me. I would say how hard the imposter syndrome hits you. Mm. Um, I have a, a maybe unique. Well, I don't think it's that unique, but a different way you to get to law school. You are special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like everyone else. Um, I like tried a whole bunch of different special. undergraduate degrees okay. and programs. And like, How many? Um, for the second day of undergrad, I declared my chemistry major. What? I thought I wanted to be a pharmacist. I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. I thought oh, I wanted to do oh, all these really things. Went, okay. Really went down like the rabbit hole with. Did you ever just go undecided <laughs> so you didn't have to I commit? Should've. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have. I got three years into my chemistry major. No, you didn't. Um, I, I mean, my GPA was pretty much obliterated like mm. in the toilet. Um, I'll do it. But I met my husband. It degrees. wasn't all in vain. There you go. That's right. Because that makes sense. Yes. Um, okay. But I mean, my GPA was just kind of in the toilet. My on my own accord. Um, but I realized this is not going to work out. Like, was it because you just like weren't studying for some reason? Because you reason? met your husband. <laughs> that wasn't until we didn't start dating till the end. Um, but he's like this poor girl. <laughs> I, know. I mean, was I the smartest person? No, but that. It get kind of I say all that to say it broke me in the beginning of oh like in high school like I didn't really have to study that hard like yeah. I was one of the smart kids which mm-hmm. is such a joke now but you get to college and you're like oh like day one chemistry like what yeah mm-hmm. Ex- uh-huh. please repeat like I'm <laughs> yes. in the back Did I, take I need some more help right yeah, never and then there's there's the kids in there that are like incredibly way smarter than me and so I've like suddenly realized I'm like okay I'm at the bottom <laughs> how do I just like survive yeah um which is kind of how like that. yeah which was so dumb I mean you're committed. It's very humbling <sighs> yes and so I kind of had like the confidence broke out of me early on. No. I think a lot of my friends, not a lot, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but of some of my friends that I met in law school, they didn't have that experience in undergrad. So you get to law school and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody here is smart. Everybody here is mm. pretty well qualified to be here. 
now, like, where are we floating? Bottom, middle, top. Mm-hmm. And with law school, you're graded against each other. So it doesn't matter if all oh. of you got eight out of the 10 questions right on the exam. Like, they're going to have to curve you against each other. So um, oh, I didn't know that. ultra didn't know that competitive, ultra just, I mean, your conf- my confidence specifically was just really small I, <laughs> for like I don't years think I could handle from that. like no, day two honest. freshman year of college to I mean present today yeah. <laughs> yesterday and then you're gonna have a baby right and then this goes even further down so and then you figure it all out right I feel like I've had imposter syndrome sorry, for a so long time as a yes. mom. <laughs> thank you gonna rock it all those tiktoks are gonna be yes. really paying right. super helpful um but yeah imposter syndrome for me started really early on um, and I feel like I'm like man enough to admit it that I have it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people don't realize is maybe you've performed really well and you've been at the top of all of your classes and you aced the bar, not that there's grades and you feel really confident and then you get out in real life and you're like, wait, no one taught me how to practice. No one taught me <laughs> how to do this. And you know, you take it upon yourself to learn, but you have to, Yeah. Well, it's like you, the carpet is ripped out from under you. What would you say would be your advice to somebody who is maybe struggling with that same thing? I think admitting it to yourself is like yeah. the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're extroverted enough, you know, reaching out to people who are a little more senior. Um, I mean, maybe not like the managing partner at your firm. I wouldn't necessarily admit that you feel dumb to him or her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but finding a network of other um, young associates that you can kind of bounce ideas off or say like, hey, wait, how do do you remember the Georgia rule of evidence for this? I literally did that with two of my friends yesterday. Um, and then finding some people who are a little more senior to kind of pour into each other mm. and gain knowledge and insight from them and I don't know, like iron sharpens iron. So yeah, is Google frowned upon? Because what you just said, I'm like, I would not be asking a friend. I would be asking my friend I would Google. Ask the Google. Mm. Um, I sincerely do not know how people like did this job without the internet. Right? Like yeah. I even think about that. I think they when... used books. Like what's a book? <laughs> like they went to a library. A library? What? Um, I Google everything. Like right? to start, especially if I really like don't know it. Okay, like what's the starting point? And then you can go to like a legal database and get a yeah. better, like more tailored search. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're solving your own I don't know problems. How they would do it. Like, what do they do? They just go. They do. They get like what was that thing called? The encyclopedia. Yeah, Britannica. Yeah, when it came out on CD. Yes, we used to have all the encyclopedia books like at my granny's house. Yeah, like, like A through Z, and it was like twenty some books. So one of the things mm-hmm. that she wants wanted to pass down to you. I have them. <laughs> I did get. Them. Is it one of those That's things where like she asked like, "Do you want these?" And you were like, "I don't." Really, but no, it was like she. <laughs> My died. grandma keeps giving me stuff. <laughs> no, no, she had died, but like everybody knew. I oh. always like liked them as a mm-hmm. kid, so you actually wanted those. Yeah, like they were just given to me with. Like, Where did they live in your home? They actually right now nowhere. Um, oh, I see. But they were in a. Remember, I had that big entertainment center. Uh-huh. They were in the bookshelves mm. of those, but that has since evacuated my home. So I don't know where they are. Oh, no. I don't oh. know where they are this day. But they were probably like 100 years old. They might have mm-hmm. been. Tune in. We'll do a follow-up later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where are the missing encyclopedias? Right? Yes. Um, all righty. Okay. So now we have one final segment. We are chopping through it. Oh, boy. And this segment might low-key be our favorite. Um, it's called the, you know, well, it's designed to put you in the hot seat. We call it our closing arguments. 
Mm-hmm. And this week, our closing arguments, we are once again playing a game of plead the fifth. Mm-hmm. You're familiar. You're nodding. You're saying, mm-hmm. I've listened to the you, other episodes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, amazing. So we're going to ask you three hard-hitting questions, and you can only pass or plead the fifth on one of them. Okay. Ready? Okay. I I'm going to go first. Okay. I don't want to go first. You go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Hang on. I am, I'm looking through some of our preset ones. Have you ever used your, I guess we'd like your bar association, your mm-hmm. legal degree to maybe bail a friend out, <laughs> help them out of a, a speeding ticket a or jam. something? <laughs> a jam. And specifically, what was it? No, I haven't had have that um, opportunity presented. My cousin thinks that I'm his personal attorney, so he'll call me with like, I mean, questions about his no tickets. offense. I would do the same thing if I had a lawyer cousin. Yeah, like, he's also like twenty one. My yard. Yeah. What can I do? Right. <laughs> Love you, Josh. But um, <laughs> I. He's like. He's how, like so. How much hey, can right. I drink? And right. Drive? <laughs> he's like. I only went a hundred miles over the speed limit. I'm like. I cannot help you. <laughs> yeah. Like not on on God's green earth. Yeah. What are some of the things he does call you and ask you? Um, lots of speeding tickets. Um, lots. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, sorry, do they take Jenny. away his license at some <laughs> at point? When it's irresponsible. Not Truly, to. I don't know how he still has a license. Um, <sighs> at least at this point. But uh, several speeding tickets he's called me about, and a couple things that like he or a friend of his will get injured on the job because mm-hmm. he does like construction and okay. stuff. So there's you know heavy accidents that happen. Yeah, that's some workers' comp. That's actually right up there. Right. A little bit more. And valid. yeah, I think he thinks like, oh, can you like my bu- you my buddy them? did this? Like, take him to court. And I'm like, that's not how this works. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even do claimants' work. Like. My job is to prevent yeah, him you don't from yes. to call me. I right. defend your boss. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, even if that is something I wanted to do, Joshua, I Which cannot you help don't. you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but no, I haven't had the opportunity about like speeding tickets and stuff. There are a lot of people that come out on like Facebook Messenger and Instagram DMs like in law school that you may have like gone to high school with to say – Oh, like I see you're in law school. Can you help me with blah 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 blah? Or mm. I would. Literally... I live in Pennsylvania. Like, could you help me with my divorce? And I'm like, I don't. No, I'm not even barred. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I haven't graduated yet. I'm like, here you want me to? Shoulder, I guess. To right. Vent yeah. to. What did he do? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'll hear the juice, but I can't help you. <laughs> right. Tell me all the details. Okay, now I'm so sorry. I can't do that. Can't help you. Great stories. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Glad we reconnected. That's crazy. I would never reach out to like an acquaintance. Right. Most people wouldn't. But in like a moment of desperation, I get it. But also. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe like, oh, my friend's in med school. Like I have this weird disease thing maybe they know about. Like I don't, I I still wouldn't do that personally. But I think that that happens to a lot of people. I would, I would guess. Yeah, probably. Um, What would you say is the absolute worst part about being an associate attorney? (sighs) Uh, Specifically with doing any sort of civil defense work. I think the resounding answer amongst associates, partners, everyone in between is the billable hour. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to account for everything that we do. And hopefully it is billable, meaning we can bill the client for it. Some of the work that we do is not billable, like administrative stuff, internal firm development, whatever you want to do. So you could be at work for eight hours a day. Um, you may not have like credit for actually being there and billing for eight hours, depending on what happened that day. So that really um, sucks. <laughs> and sometimes it's really difficult to, like my husband has what I call a regular job where he has like PTO. <laughs> and if he takes a day off, yeah, he doesn't have to make up that up time. Like that. No. I knew like the billable thing was important. I did not know that oh. was how you got 
okay. Like basically, I, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, if my if we want to take a vacation, he just saves, you know, three days of PTO. Yeah. Has a lot of work to do on the front and the back end, like when yes. we get back, like anyone. But if I were to do that uh, in a general sense, I would have whatever amount of time I was supposed to get in that day to make up on the front or the back end. Oof. Oh, Which makes goodness. you feel like, I don't even want to go on that vacation. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, like, not it's really worth not it to be worth it. Or it has to really, really be worth it to go. Um, or sometimes, you know, there's stuff that comes up. You get sick. You're like, oh, crap, I've either got to make up that time or... Like, today's the first of the month, so it's easy to make up this time this afternoon, like, on the back end. Or... I mean, oh, my gosh. I know. I'm like, We're here, like, no. eating into yeah, her right? billable. Oh, no. you. I'm oh. right? No. We're um, terrible. <laughs> but got I a think, baby to feed. I know. Um, I think that would be the worst part of, um, I guess, doing civil defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an associate specifically, you're still learning how to be an efficient biller mm. and how to effectively capture your time is that so you don't they lose it teach you in law school or is that still one of those practical oh, things no. that they don't it's wow. it's um I, i'm pretty sure it's unique to civil defense work like people in oh. the criminal division don't have to do it claimants plaintiffs firms i think they to some extent they do account for their time but not to the degree that we do you do. have like special tools like for like tracking your time or no, is it like, use like toggle i know i'm like toggle. <laughs> I'm sure they have something for... yeah um certain billing um programs will have you know, you can have like a stopwatch. That's it. it yeah. Will, like, time it for you or some stuff you get in the habit of saying, okay, like I know how long that took me or that phone call was 20 minutes. All right. You know, put that in. So, yeah, because I feel like the stopwatch isn't always logical in like a normal right. work day. Mm-hmm. Like, did you really sit down for that whole time? You know, it's like, no, right. I, like sidetracked myself. Maybe somebody forgets to hit stop and ends up. You know, right. Putting yeah. Somewhere yes. like, like, are we really Two supposed to build this? Right. Someone does that. Someone who, who could say? <laughs> who <laughs> no. has ever done that? It reprograms your brain though, because you you say like, oh, like that movie, like we went to go see a movie and it was an hour and a half. I'm like, that was a one point five. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. that eats into time. <laughs> right. Do you have a certain number of billable hours you are supposed to get? Like, if you're working like forty hours a week is normal, but you don't have a normal job. <laughs> um, like, how many billable hours are you? It depends, I think, on the firm. Oh. Um, uh, depends on the type of job that you have. Um, my my first firm, it was a yearly amount. Oh, so, okay. I mean, if you could bill 2,000 hours the whole month of January, I guess you could have the last 11 months off, which is not feasible. By feasible right, but we get it. Gotcha. Um, my firm now, it's more of like a month-to-month basis, Okay. So, which I really, really like. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> that each month <laughs> yeah. is kind of its own island. Mm-hmm. And of course, obviously, they look at your productivity over the whole year and hopefully you're staying good or growing or whatever. But um, that's a unique model, I think, that my firm has that it's month to month instead of, you know, I think a lot of other defense firms, they may have a yearly requirement and you might grind for. Q1, yeah. Q2, you might have summer, like a vacation or whatever. And then Q3, you're grinding. And then something happens over the holidays. And then it just it busts your whole year. Wow. Are you having to like lead gen for yourself for cases? Or is the firm providing those? Because what happens if they're not? And you're just kind of like, I, I and you're not work. allowed to talk I to clients. I want to do one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. As an associate, um, at least in my experience, I get work directly from the partner or partners that I'm working for. And then at some point, you know, you're kind of released to the wild and you start trying to generate your own business and things like that. You that won't happen for me for a little while. On them okay. to yes. do the lead gen for you. I gotcha. Yeah. So this might be the third question. I 
I'm trying to piggyback it on that last one. <laughs> but has there been a time where you know you need to get a certain number of hours? So maybe you were just intentionally a little bit slower at <laughs> typing something. Or... She was chicken pecking it. Yeah. Yeah. Like this like with indexing me, only. Yeah. Should take me 1.5, but I'm going to make it make three. Where well, is that pesky S key? <laughs> right. <laughs> Escapes me every time. No, I, I mean, not only is that just... I guess textbook unethical, but um, you, <laughs> it, I mean, you get in trouble um, and there's a lot of stop gaps to say, okay, like, you know, day one as an associate that you want to account for your time. That way your boss can see, okay, it really did take you three hours. Mm. Most people would only take an hour and a half, but like, okay, let's grow from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in a way that you're like, oh crap, I'm, it's, it's January 31st. I need to do this. Like that is how people literally get fired and, um, you know, ethical sanctions and things like that. So you're kind of scared away from doing that, even if you're not scared. scared. (laughs) I'm never being a lawyer. (laughs) Would you be unethical? I would never pass the bar. Why? I think you're smart enough to. She would say that the bar, like, what would you do if it's January 31st? Right. You you really know it's December 31st (laughs) and you need your yearly mark. Right. I, I don't know. Okay. I plead the fifth. <laughs> well, somebody has to. What a yes, turn of a should. <laughs> well, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us uh, on this week's episode of The Opening Statements. Yes. Um, make sure, everyone, you check us out on, at HyperChat Social on all the social medias. And remember to give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We will catch you next time. Case, Case closed. closed. Hammer noise, hammer noise, hammer noise.